most people aren't familiar with the sport of golf. Some say it is boring, but the ones who play it actually enjoy it a lot. To start off, you have to know the basic anatomy of a golf course. You have the tee box, which is shortly cut grass. Then you have the rough, which is long, thick grass, a fairway, shorter grass than the tee box, and a green, which is really, really short, almost a millimeter long grass. This is so you can putt the ball and it will roll really fast. To add on, some golf courses might add water, sand traps, or other hazards to help trick you and add more strokes to the game. But of course, every course is different. So now you want to play. What you will need is some equipment that is far different from any other sport. Matter in fact, golf is a sport with the most amount of equipment. This is because you have many different clubs, counting all the different balls, tees, ball markers, and different repair tools. This is also not counting the different accessories that you can have, like towels or different tools and such. So a set of clubs consists of many different categories. You have your wedges, irons, woods, and your putter. But of course, there's variation between each category. For an example, with wedges, you have four different types. You have a lob wedge, a sand wedge, gap wedge, and a pitching wedge, all to accomplish the same goal, which is to hit the ball onto the green from a short distance. The variation between those is with a lob wedge, it usually has an angle of 60 degrees, yet a pitching wedge has an angle of almost 50. This accomplishes the same goal, yet hits the ball in a very different way. A lob wedge will shoot the ball really high, and it won't go a very far distance. So, for an example, if you are hitting a ball over a tree or any obstacle, your lob wedge would probably be a good choice for you. On the other hand, if you're trying to hit it just onto the green with no obstacles in your way, yet you're farther away, Pitching wedge would be a very good choice. Moving up to the irons, you have irons going from a 9 all the way up to a 2. And in this case, the 9 iron is the lowest club, meaning it will hit the ball the lowest distance. So you have a 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and rarely a 1 iron. Each accomplishes the same goal, just like the wedges, which is to also hit the ball onto the green, but from a longer distance, or even just to hit it out of some thick rough, or to play it smart. Moving up to your woods, you can have many different woods. You can have small ones, and you can have big ones, depending on what you use them for. You can have hybrid woods, which are good for hitting at a rough, and it doesn't go very far. But on the other hand, if you have a really good line of fairway and you have to hit the ball a far distance, you could have woods like a three, 
four or even a five wood just to help you get onto the green or even further down the fairway. The driver is a crucial part of the game. It basically separates you from your tee shot and your putting stroke. What it does is you can smash the ball a really far distance with a lot or a little control, depending on what type of driver you have. There are many different types of drivers, ones that have different lofts to them or degree angles. Those are lofts that go from 9 to even 15, depending on how you hit the ball. Let's say your swing is really fast and you tend to hit the ball really high on your drives. And if you want to hit it lower, maybe go a little farther distance and let the ball roll out. A lower loft like a 9 or an 8 would be really good for you. Vice And vice versa, if you hit the ball really low and want to hit it higher, a higher loft would be the best suited club for you. And lastly, you have your putter. This is probably the most important stroke of your game, putting. It's one that you can be most improved on and one that can be really hard at times depending on the golf course you play on. For some, putting is really hard and there are many different types of putters that someone might use. There are really long ones that are good for control and really short ones that are good for feel. Feel is basically how hard or soft you need to hit it on the green. With practice, you'll get better with your feel. With control is basically how far you hit it right or left, if you sway your club or if you take it in a weird direction. But putting is the most important stroke, and they have many different putters that many different people will use depending on how they play. Now, it probably doesn't make sense me rambling on about how you swing and all this and that, but it really depends on how good you are and how you can swing the club. This is why there's so many different clubs and so much variation in this sport. Another variation is with the irons. You can have a cavity back iron, which means like it's a more softer feel. Usually elderly people, seniors like to play with those. And there are blades that pros usually like to play so they can hit the ball really far and have a lot of control. So you might be wondering, how is the sport judged or how is the sport scored? Well, this is might be the most common fact about golf is that the lowest score wins. If you shoot the lowest amount of strokes, hit the ball the least amount of times, then you win. It's that simple. Better players shoot lower scores. This is because you want to hit the ball into the hole with the least amount of strokes. But of course, this is very different like many other sports where you want to have the highest amount of score like football or baseball or even basketball. If you ever get a chance to look at a scorecard, you may notice many different numbers. Usually, there are many different tees that you can hit the ball from, starting at 
the front or closest to the hole, you have your junior tees, your lady tees, or your senior tees. Moving back, you'll have your women's tees. And lastly, your men tees. And sometimes on rare courses, you will have championship tees that pros will play from. This gives people better, uh, a more fair advantage to the game. So everyone has their own advantage. This is because kids obviously don't hit the ball as far. Same with seniors and sometimes women. But it all has to do with your handicap. And that is how scoring plays in. Your handicap is sort of like an average of how well you play. And you can use it to, term, to determine how you will end up in the final scoring. This way, if you play with an opponent that is much better than you, how you will score and end up later is hopefully determined by your handicap. Back to the scorecard. You have your different tees that are listed on your scorecard and many, many, many numbers following after. This is usually from the middle of the tee box to the middle of the green, how many yards it is. Again, if you have your kid tees, it's going to be really short and your championship tees are going to be really long holes. At the end, it totals it up, and that tells you how many yards that you typically play on that course. Following the tees boxes, you will have your own scoring section to write down your score, along with something very important to the game, which is called a par. This is the average or typical, even target uh, strokes that you want to have on a hole. They exceed from three, four, five, and rarely a par six. So if you have a par three, you typically should be able to get the ball into the hole from the tee box in three shots. That said, a par three is really short compared to a par five or rarely, again, a six. Par six is really hard to get the ball into because it, you're supposed to take six shots on it. Again, these are very rare, and most courses don't have it. Even myself, who's been playing golf since I was eight, I've never uh, played on a par six before. At the end of your scorecard, you tally up all your scores, and that'll give you what you shot that round. Also, it tallies up the amount of pars that you have. Depending on the course that you play, the par will be different. For an example, if you have a par three course, that's usually nine holes that you will be playing. And on average, it'll be a par of 36. Um, for a different course called an executive course, this is a shorter course that you will play 18 holes of, yet the par is very different. It's usually a lot lower because there are less par fives and more par threes. Typically, seniors or kids like to play these courses because they can still go out and have fun, yet they don't have to stay out there all day playing golf. Then you have your regular courses, which on average tally up to be a par of 72.
again, going back to par, this means you should typically, on average, shoot 72 strokes. For me, I've never done this before. It's a really hard achievement, and hopefully I will be able to do that by the end of this summer. But as with everything, you have to practice. And along with practice, you get better. This is why it's so hard for people to get into the sport, is because you have to practice, practice, practice. You can't just automatically hit a really good shot. It takes a long time to get there. Even I hit bad shots after playing for eight years. Again, practice, practice, practice is what you have to do. But in reality, you will always get better. For example, if you look at Tiger Woods, a very famous pro golfer, he has practiced since he was at the age of four. His dad would take him out to the golf course and he would play. And look how good he is now. All because he has been practicing his whole entire life. So you might be wondering, what should you wear to play golf? And there are different types of fashion that you will do. There's the old type of fashion that almost looks costume-like. With fedoras, long socks, long shorts, usually plaid or some stripe pattern. Um, or a polo shirt and a polo shirt. Sometimes even back in the day, people would wear a suit or a dress coat with a tie or bow tie. Um, but modern golf attire is usually like a sport polo and a golf short with a golf belt and golf shoes, which are very special and unique to regular shoes because they have either little plastic spikes or spikes built into the sole, which helps you get traction onto the course. Just like any other sport, golf has rules, but what separates it is how many rules we have. Golf has probably the most amount of rules that I have ever experienced. Most people know that in football, there's passing interference or holding. Everyone knows those rules, but in golf, it's very hard to know all of them. To this day, I don't even know if I know every single rule of the book. What rules are, are ways to make it fair to your opponents to play so you won't cheat or you won't have an unfair advantage. Those being, if you land in the water, you can take the ball out or you could hit it in the water. Usually, unless it's a little pond that comes up to the shore, you're not going to hit it out of the water. You're going to have to pick it up or you might not find it, so you'll have to drop it. And what will happen is you get one penalty stroke for doing so. There are also many other rules, like grounding your club into the sand. Um, that being, you can't take a practice swing and hit the sand with your club, or else that's one penalty. This is a rule, so you can't like test the sand, see if it's wet or dry, see what the consistency is. Because what that would do is that would give you an unfair advantage to hitting the next shot. As most of you guys might know, there are some very famous people who play this game. People like Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods, or Jack Nicklaus. These are the top leaders that play this game. 
Unfortunately, Arnold Palmer passed away a while ago. He still holds a lot of records. Matter of fact, he was the first televised superstar. He won seven majors, and his whole entire career, he had 62 victories. Tiger, who's most second famous, has won 15 majors and has had a very tough battle throughout his life. Jack Nicholas has won 18 majors and 73 total victories. He is ranked number one and is very famous in the game. So you probably heard me say majors and total victories and are probably really confused. Basically, a major is a tour or a very large event that one wins, such as the Masters, the U.S. Open, or PGA Tour. But what adds up to the total victories are minor tournaments that happen for only a couple days, such as the BMW Championship, the Waste Management Championship, Web.com Tour, and the John Deere Classic, just to name a few. With that said, I thank you for listening and hope you've learned a lot. Thank you.